0: Hello, welcome to Back Pain Pals. I'm Lesbian Next Door or LND. You can find me on Twitch at twitchtv lesbiannextdoor. I am here with my co host, Sid Coletti, and you can find Sid at twitchtv Sid underscore Coletti. Today, we are going to talk about discussing chronic pain and the workplace. Welcome in. Welcome in. I hope that all of you are doing well. Thank you so much for the support. I also will need to notate that I was listening in on the conversation about this yesterday and I was like, I wonder who they're talking about. And I had no clue you were talking about me with me in the room. Can I just say that that? Is incredibly rude. Oh my gosh. My poor bot. My bot got a suck. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's too, too funny. That's ridiculous. Chaos beans, all of you. I love you so much. Okay. Okay. That's going to be okay. I realized I forgot to like, do that thing again, but I remembered, so it's fine. All right, we're going to bring our friend Sid in, and we'll get this started. Hello, friend. We're live. Well, hello, friend. How are you? And hello, chat. I mean, I had chat sort of... Um... Hmm. <laughs> <Just> chatting, <naughty. laughs> uh, chat is being wonderfully supportive, and unfortunately, Twitch broke so it's stuck on level one even though it's gone past level one
1: yeah i had because right now all it- i had to reload your stream it's up to level two 75 if anybody wants to maybe move that on to three just just run that out there no no, no, no that's not what that no. i was asking for oh, so. i was just
0: saying like even in my obs it's stuck on level one well i wanted you to have accurate information as well thank you
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah we refreshed it moves okay good alex oh no you're ding dong oh, Alex either. is ding dong dong the ding
1: it's, it's That's terrible, cool. Alec. I'm sorry to hear about your detail.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. I'm just, I, I'll I'll keep this up until that portion is done because I know it's just going to be chaos otherwise, otherwise. and I want to make sure that once we transition over, that we're like doing the the focus on on today's topic. Absolutely. So get 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 your chaos now. You you got this. This is your few minutes. Uh, for those who, of you who are listening in the podcast, hi. We do this from Twitch.
1: Oh, I thought we were just going to introduce ourselves
0: and cut out all the stuff. No, <laughs> no, nope, nope, we do nope. it live. We're gonna we're doing, live we do live. Okay. we're doing it live from the beginning. We're doing it live from the beginning. Podcast audience. <laughs> we're professionals. Did you know that we are not professionals, regardless of what my co-host is saying totally right now? Because my co-host. <laughs> is full of wonderfulness bologna. this is fine <laughs> my baloney has a first name
1: <laughs> c-i-d
0: <laughs> baloney has awful. a second nope. name is c-o-l-e-t-t-i <laughs> you want to just
1: play a game today and just uh skip the play? never mind okay
0: hi everyone welcome in everybody I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you for choosing to be here today with Sid Coletti and myself. And in with the important topic that we're going to be talking about today. I I love that we're doing back pain pals. We were saying pre podcast, pre-stream, that we are excited and elated that this is episode six. Yeah. Like how how amazing is that?
1: It is, and it's. It, I really do love it. I like the fact that, like, we had this idea and we tried it out, and it's working. And it's mm-hmm. it's kind of everything that I, I was thinking it would be. So, yeah.
0: Um. Do you want to say the address of where our podcast is? Oh, actually, I think that's in. Um. Is that in the intro?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. My yeah. It it is. It says where there uh, it's available, but you can go to Spotify, uh, Amazon Music. Uh, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Stitcher as well. There's a few others out there you can search for on their platforms. Uh, we go out to most of them except for iTunes, unfortunately.
0: Because iTunes is a butt-butt sometimes. Yeah, and I'm bet. sorry. Sorry, iTunes. I know a bunch of you love, love it, and I understand why. Just sometimes it's a butt-butt. A
1: little bit. But welcome in yeah. to both audiences.
0: All right. So let's make sure you get your cup of coffee your cup of tea, maybe a little bit snackies, something comforting, uh, whether that's a loved one or uh, a loved pet or like a little, little plushie that you just like to snuggle with. And let's transition over and get this podcast started, shall we?
1: Let's do it. Um, okay.
0: We decided to go with ice cream today ourselves. Yeah. So for those of you who are in Twitch with us right now, this is the little ice cream stand. Uh, for those who are listening in the podcast, uh, I we do this using Stardew Valley. And I sit down and I decorate it the morning of and go from place to place to place and just decide to have our conversation. So today we're set up in front of the ice cream beside the museum behind Clint's um forge because i figured this would be like a very three work environments bang mm-hmm. bang bang all in a row and that it would be appropriate for today's topic
1: it's very on theme i love it and it's mm-hmm. great because it's ice cream who doesn't like ice cream
0: exactly mm-hmm. right it's super comforting as well yeah. i'm actually having some chamomile tea with honey in it today for myself just to Ooh,
1: I, i'm drinking a lemon Lacroix for calling out our drinks
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah a refreshing Ooh. drink
0: very nice, very nice.
1: We're dancing around this subject seemingly more than we were last week's, and that was...
0: <laughs> last week's was really difficult. It was. Um, this week's is no less difficult either.
1: Can I be honest with you too? When you mentioned this as a mm. topic to me, I was kind of like... Mm. I didn't think a lot of it in the moment, but wanted to explore it a little bit. And the way we did before stream today... I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a conversation. <laughs> yeah, so. this is
0: going to be one of those conversations. Um, there is one theme that's going to come up a lot, I think, today. Yes. And the theme is going to be shame.
1: Yes, unfortunately.
0: And how it can negatively impact so much of your life, including feelings of shame when you can't be at work and you need to take the time to take care of yourself. And how both of us have had to negotiate and navigate around that. Yeah. And it's it's not been easy. And there are still days I fall flat on my face about it. So let's back up a little bit here. Yes, Both Sid and I live with chronic pain. We both have different spinal injuries. And our return to works... And or not return to works have differed as well. Yes. Um. So, did you want to go through yours first, and I'll go through mine second?
1: Sure. Um. So I. So I have always worked. I've always had a job. Um. Even when I was a teenager, like a lot of us, you know, you get your first job when you're like 13 or 14 or whatever. Um. And I never liked the idea of not working. I always felt I had a strong work ethic and so on. Um. So the idea of not working for any long stretch of time for seemingly, I don't like using this, but you know, this is all sort of archaic thinking in my head uh, for seemingly no reason was ridiculous. It wasn't until I was challenged in my late uh, 20s by the the first uh, back injury that I had, where I realized that it just simply wasn't a choice. like wasn't an option. Like, it was a physical impossibility for me to continue what I was doing. So I've worked... Um, both, um, like a, like a, like a, like a heavy labor job. And I've worked office jobs, mostly office jobs in the last 20, almost 20 years. Um, so I understand what both work experiences like, but I landed in an office job and stayed there. It's a very sedentary lifestyle. Like a lot of us, uh, unfortunately end up leaving uh, a lot of probably inattentiveness to my own, um, physical health and listening to warning signs back then brought me to a place where i couldn't work for quite a long time um so i in 2008 was out of work from may of that year until the following january where i went back to work for a short time um i tried sort of easing back into work life a little bit going into the office every day because working from work from home while an option back then wasn't an option for me uh, in the department I was in so I was working in an office and I Found very slowly that I could not work anymore I just couldn't no matter what was happening. the situation was not getting any better from the treatment I was receiving and it was time to move on to stronger treatment So I lasted a few months in the office and then I was out Um, Until this I'm sorry, January of 2012. And this, of course, was complicated, not just simply by the fact that I had two back surgeries in that time, but I was also combating a uh, fairly strong addiction to opiate medication received because of the back injury. Um, so that was my first bout with the chronic pain uh, impacting my work life. Um, it impacted a lot more than that, but we'll get into all those uh, di- details as we go through it. This The most recent one, because after... Uh, January of 2012, I was able to return to the workforce, uh, up until April of this year without any real incident, um, as far as anything chronic pain related, uh, a March of this year came around and my back started to feel differently than it had before. I was always dealing with some level of pain in my back, just by virtue of what had gone on for, you know, years before. And this was different. This wasn't getting better. And I knew something was getting worse. And finally, before it was too late, uh, you know, it was too late already. It was I was done. (laughs) I was not getting back up. So, again, Mm -hmm. this impacted my work. And I wasn't a terrible employee, but not a model employee in my current role. Um, So this kind of scared me. The idea of like suddenly being out for a long period of time uh, would impact. Now, granted, they can't. You know they can't just simply fire because <laughs> there are laws in place and things and policies of their own. Um, so it was technically, the, they can't technically, yeah. yeah. No, I'll get Trust me, we'll talk about <laughs> the <laughs> un yeah. technically here, too, for sure. Um, so this impacted me for the last five months, and we have talked about that quite a bit, uh, on other episodes. But I was out of work, um, two months prior to my surgery, and then, of course, uh, two and a half months after the surgery, which is when I finally returned to work. Uh, Just this past Monday, officially. Well, the Monday before, but whatever. Long story short, this past Monday is when I returned to work. So that is my sort of life and history dealing with chronic pain and work.
0: I also want to notate that I'm proud of you that you said this archaic view right at the Mm -hmm. beginning. That is important. Because language is important. And how we deal with stuff like this is incredibly important. And sometimes... We have a tendency to either downplay, belittle, or make light of something that's actually really difficult. Or even like make it lesser or unimportant when it's actually incredibly important and sensitive and needs to be seen with respect, with um, understanding, with compassion. And I find, especially at the workplace, there is a lack of compassion
1: mm-hmm.
0: for employees. That has been my experience. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not everyone's experience with work. I, i um, one of our chatters has said something, and I'm grinning very much. <sighs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so with mine um for my back injury uh i was at a retail store Mm. uh we had a piece of furniture that we knew was a piece a problem piece of furniture it was a display that had a very heavy lid top to it so like it, it had um a bunch of curtains inside of it and there was a piece of wood at the top of it that didn't need to be as heavy as it was mm. and the piece of wood was slightly smaller than this st- Oh, sorry i hit my mic okay, okay. uh this the piece of wood was slightly smaller than the structure that was it was built f- that it was holding on so the piece of wood would constantly fall okay now we'd even brought to hr and brought up to uh other other management that being like look this wood needs to change if it falls on a customer's head it will give them a concussion right like just just to give you an idea of how how heavy and like all it was doing was just covering the top of this so dust wouldn't fall on like it was completely unnecessary right. and something we had brought up more than once before being like, this could be a WSIB thing. This could be like a customer suing us thing. This needs to change, and it never got changed. And it take it takes about two people to lift it up to get it back up there. Just really quick, a WSIB
1: now, thing was that like a is that like uh, what we call OSHA, where it's like occupational safety thing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. work safety. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, for those of you who are listening, I'm in Canada. Uh, sits in the United States, so some of our languages. For work stuff may be slightly different, but they're very similar in in many respects. Yeah, close enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we were understaffed, as per usual, because retail places are quite often understaffed because it's min-maxing of the amount of money that they're trying to make. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things. Uh, I had one of my coworkers who was being pulled away uh, because they needed to help a customer, which is what they were supposed to do. And I'm like, all right, this piece of wood fell down again. I'll just get up on the ladder and I will fix it myself. Okay. A, should not have done that. B, I got up on the ladder and then I bent over, picked this thing up in a very wrong position, lifted it with my lower back muscles Mm. to put it back up. And my disc herniated. It immediately blew out and started pressing against one of my nerves. When I got down from the ladder, I could walk instead of like a full up straight. I was almost walking at a 90 degree angle wow. where I was bent at my hips and I couldn't lift physically could not lift myself any higher than that because of the pain right. And I tried walking around. I tried walking it off. I tried chugging it off, being like, look, I'm in my 20s. Mm-hmm. I should not be in pain. We don't have
1: bad backs in our 20s. It's ridiculous.
0: I am a young human being. I should be able to walk this off no problem. Yeah. And what I'm experiencing right now is just me looking for attention. It's just me trying to get something from people. It's like sympathy and stuff like that. This isn't real. This isn't. I'm not really that hurt. Mm-hmm. I was, and I was lying to myself and I spent about the 20, 30 minutes trying to convince myself otherwise. I'm like, no, okay. Um, so I filled out a report with work that's through WSIB. Okay. Um, so it's a worker's compensation, it's a work safety, something bureau. I, I, yeah. 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 I'm sure you you get it. Mm-hmm. You get it. So there was a filed report for the Friday. I was to go to a wedding on the Saturday and then there was a pride event on the Sunday. I missed most of the wedding. Mm. Uh I made it to the dinner portion and was constantly popping pain pills. Like no like over the counter pain pills right. like like nobody's business
1: which is dangerous too.
0: Mhm. Uh also cuz I was the driver. Mhm. Um cuz yeah.
1: <laughs> but you're a great driver when you're in that much pain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, 20-something, oh, yeah. still have the, like, teenage I'm invincible sort of idea. Yeah. Right? And Sunday, I, I did some walking around at the Pride event. And I was just like, no, you know what? I'm really not okay. So Monday morning, contacted my family physician, contacted work, being like, I'm still not okay. I can't come in for my shift today. And I am going in to see my family physician. And I went to Cairo. Thankfully, all of that was covered because it was a work-related injury. I had a lot of that covered in terms of the medical assistance that I applied for, and it was fully covered because the injury happened at work. Oh,
1: okay. Well, that's and at good. that
0: time was that was really necessary, and I couldn't have gotten better if I hadn't had that initially. So yeah, it sucks. I hurt myself. It it helped that I I injured myself at work to be able to get the support that I need. Not everyone has that access. Some people will get hurt in a car accident or will will have a pre-existing condition that just happens to deteriorate and won't have access to that. And I acknowledge that. And so I got better. And then I started ignoring the fact that I had an injury that was sufficient enough. Like what it looked like. um, If you bend your pinky finger mm-hmm. um and just imagine that width pushing out against from the soft portion of your disc so in between the bone you have these little squishy soft things kind of like marshmallows
1: mm-hmm.
0: and <sighs> so that started bulging it was pressing against the nerve that finally retracted because they they do eventually do that um uh, what's occurring right now is that all of those in- individual discs are starting to degenerate yeah. Um, so it's like if you leave a marshmallow out overnight, it becomes dry and it has all those like micro fractures on it. And you can see the soft, soft stuff on the inside. So all of that soft, gooey stuff is slowly and surely eking out of my body and slowly and surely the bones of my spine are getting closer and closer together. They will eventually meet. They'll eventually start rubbing against each other. Mm-hmm. And then they'll rub so much that they will spur and fuse together. Which all initiating, horrifying. all initiating from this initial injury. So I have that. It started in my lower spine. I now have it going th- lower and upper spine. Because once you have an injury like that, like it's slowly and surely, it's just going to have a cascade effect. Yeah. Um. But within a year, I was just like, "Oh no, I'm perfectly fine. I have no pain. I'm great. I'm going to help lift this heavy piece of furniture upstairs." I blew my back out again and I sort of recovered got better and then it got worse again one last time and I've never recovered from that third third and basically final blowout for me like I never I never came back from that one right and from by this point I'd already left the retail job because I was not being treated well post-injury And again, a whole lot of the like, well, you have a bright, sunny personality. How is it that you're in pain if you are so cheerful? Like, I don't believe that you're in that much pain because you were being so positive and so boisterously loud and, and stuff like that. So there was a lot of not being heard because of how I am as a person. And that's, that's happened more than once, (laughs) more than twice. And because of my age, because again, like I was in my twenties when this happened, when it first started happening, I had a, my second blowout, I was talking with my new company that I was with, I was talking with HR and I was just slowly doing the return back to work and we were in a meeting and I'm trying so hard to focus and I'm like looking at people in the eyes when they're talking. And hearing what they're saying, but like it sounded like I was hearing it through water. Where like you can definitely still hear them mm-hmm. if you're close enough to someone, but it's definitely garbled. It's a it's a really strong filter. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And at one point, um, the HR person looked at me and they're like, Are you okay? Like completely di- right out of, out of the blue stop the sentence of what we were saying and asked me, are you okay? I'm just like, no, I'm just in a lot of pain right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought I was covering it up. I thought I was being like smooth and like being like, no, 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 they're not going to know how much pain I'm in right now. No. Could not fool anyone. Right. It was literally etched on my face at how painful it was to be sitting in that specific chair. And it was the chair that wasn't right for me. So it was causing everything else to be uncomfortable and tensing up. Um, and I went, I finally got un- better enough to be able to work there. When I returned, though, there was a lot of animosity because I had been gone from work so long.
1: Animosity from coworkers and staff? Uh, co-workers
0: and upper okay. management, both. Um, thankfully, though. Um, I had found yet again another job, actually because of a coworker of mine. One of my former coworkers was at this new place, also in um, an office setting, and they went. Uh, they uh, there was a, a new opening. They went to HR when they heard that I was applying for it, and they're like, "Hire her, oh, wow. hire her now." <laughs> I got the job and for and what was really really amazing one of the things that helped during the interview i'm like i do have chronic back pain and it's sometimes i'm going to need to take some days off as a result they a first off were amazed that i would say that up front in the conversation because you don't want to say something like oh i i may need to take some time off like that's a terrible thing to say during an interview but it's honest Mm -hmm. and i i (laughs) I said it i said this thing during an interview and it And it didn't blow back on me. It actually helped me get the job because the person who was interviewing me at that time also lives with chronic back pain. And we commiserated on it. And we were able to go one. I I also said um, uh, they had asked if I had any other questions. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I do. How are you doing today? Right. That was my question. And one of my friends was just like, you just charmed the pants off that person. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is such a i want to give you the job right now (laughs) because again it was a customer service type place so if i can't make the person who's doing the interview with me feel comfortable like why should i be there
1: right what would encourage them to trust you with their their folks
0: their 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 clientele Uh so yeah no i like absolutely like i had to do four interviews for that job Wow. well, Okay. You have to understand it was more than a 30% increase in my pay. Sure. Right. Oh, I didn't say so, it like, worth it this, was a lot. <laughs> it, 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 yes, it, both. And I loved that job. To this day, I still love that job. And if I could be there in a heartbeat, I would. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Uh,
1: so, with this, when you're in this interview, what inspired you to? Because I have my own stories about mentioning, you know, like, chronic pain and stuff during an interview, what in that moment... Because be, I would be terrified to mention it. I have been terrified to mention it. Just inspires you to, like, just say it. Just be that honest. And not try to, you know, push it aside or whatever.
0: Because it's something I couldn't hide. Mm-hmm. So instead of hiding it and hoping that they didn't notice until it was too late... Right. I figured, you know what? I, I'm going to go for all or nothing. Wow. Well i have a job right now that i can live with but this would be so much better for me it and it was it was a better environment it was better pay amazing people to work with and who again like i said i would work with them and again in a heartbeat if i could
1: yeah that was quite the bold move as they say
0: <laughs> it got me the yeah, job Yeah,
1: clearly Work in your favor. It got actually. me the job.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and that it's not always going to work out in your favor. That's the thing about being vulnerable.
1: And that expectation that it would go the opposite way was all be in my head.
0: I uh, sometimes though with ADHD and when you have like impulse yeah. control issues, I don't know what
1: you're talking about, ma'am. Sorry. <laughs> Can we move on from this completely unrelated topic?
0: <laughs> Love you, friend.
1: Uh-huh. Love you too.
0: I know you mm-hmm. do. Um, and so I started working there. And it was within four months that I had to go from full-time to part-time, from part-time to off on short-term disability. And while I was on my short-term disability, I felt so much shame again. I'm being like, how am I here again? I have this amazing job that I desperately want to be at. And you can even hear it now.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
0: do. I de If I could, I would be there in a heartbeat. I really, really, genuinely would because I loved this place so much. I liked what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I agreed. I, I, uh, I have a, a few things that I can't say. Obviously, what the exact job was, just to keep myself safe. Mm-hmm. But no, this place does good in the world.
1: I love to hear that. I mean, it,
0: and I, I got know. to be the customer support and partially tech for that company, and it's something that I love. Anyways, um, I had to start taking time off. And while I was off work completely on short term, I convinced myself that I could totally go back to work and try it again for a month. And it utterly failed. And I fell flat on my face and being like, no, I came back too soon. And I went back on short term disability. And that's when everything turned out for the worse for me. And from that point... It eventually led me to retire. Right. And as of 2016, August 2016, I retired from the workforce and I have never been back. And I have so much shame. You shouldn't. I know I shouldn't, but I still do. I am an adult. I'm in the quote-unquote prime of my life. I should be working full hours. I should have a regular income from working full hours. And instead, I need to spend my time to take care of myself to be able to get out of bed in the morning. To be able to have enough energy to brush my teeth. And brush my hair. Because sometimes the back pain is so bad I can't even reach... my brush back there to be able to get the knots out because I have fairly long hair. Mm -hmm. I have had days where I couldn't sit up and I had to lay sideways to be able to feed myself. All the while saying, like, I'm just doing this for attention. I'm just doing this to get sympathy. I am not actually in that much pain and I am overreacting. And... And this is a term that both Sid and I agree that this is unhealthy mm. and incorrect because it shames and belittles so many individuals. And it is a wrong word. I convinced myself that I was being a little bitch.
1: Oh, so you said it. Okay, good. It kind of took away the wind out of myself <laughs> for not having to say it. thank you.
0: <laughs> and both Sid and I have been in that exact same position. That is something that we both share.
1: Unfortunately,
0: sorry about that, sir. No,
1: please. I'm glad you <laughs> took the. i you took the hit on that one. Yeah, I don't have to say it. <laughs> I, can get on, I can move away from it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I did also throw you under the bus at the same time. True, so no, true. I I yeah. want to
1: walk through something a little bit first because, absolutely, not to call you out, but uh,
0: oh, please call me out because sometimes I need to be called out.
1: So this whole like working thing. And what does it boil down to? Like our our ego, whatever, you know, it boils down to like the desire to want to contribute in some way, shape or form, whether it's to just in general or to your household or whatever. Right. Can we agree on that? I think.
0: Yeah. Um. To have a steady income. So there is no. Food scarcity, True. there's no housing scarcity, there's no water scarcity, there's no clothing on my back scarcity. Mm-hmm. Like, making sure that I'm not living on the street, kind of like, I need to work to make sure that I can live. Yeah. Interestingly enough, and, and we, we did this ahead of time, my spouse and I, when we, we were also house shopping at that time. We spent six months looking for a house, and we made sure that the house that we purchased, we could do with one income in case wow. I need to go on short term disability Are you mean?
1: <laughs> Cuz I did the same
0: I know. Thing. I know. I didn't hear this from you. <laughs> yep. No. No, I, I I laughed so much internally when you were saying that story. I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to take away the uh <laughs> the,
1: but the high brain power move,
0: yeah. Because we had been there so many times where I couldn't work. Yeah. That we had we knew it was going to happen again. Yeah. And so instead of pretending it was going to be okay, mm-hmm. we made sure that we we were able to purchase a home that we could have one income with. Right. So
1: yeah, I understand that all too well. clearly. Uh,
0: and our friend says never downplay your symptoms. what you're dealing with is chronic, but it doesn't mean you need to sit there and tolerate it. Yeah. Yeah, you're allowed, and this is one I've really struggled with, you're allowed to occupy the space that you live in. You're allowed to ask for help. You are. You're allowed to say that you are not okay and that you need assistance and that you just need a little bit of time or that you just, you can't, you can't do this thing that you wanted to do even though you're excited about it. And... I have found that the work environment doesn't always necessarily allow for that because, and this is true. They have their own numbers to crunch. Mm -hmm. They have their own deadlines. They have their own things that they need to be accountable for their own lives. And if they have exactly. And if they have a worker who is constantly being like, I'm sorry, I can't be there. And the worker is valid. They cannot be there. How long are they going to be able to stay? Right. Yeah. so I understand from a work standpoint why it is so difficult having employees who will suddenly need time off that is not scheduled or will suddenly have to take three months off that was completely not in their in their scheduling right. especially if it's a place that micromanages.
1: right which is a lot do, to be yeah. yeah to be totally honest
0: yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I unfortunately, the same individual as saying earlier, who was just like, yeah, I also have back pain. Mm-hmm. Biggest micromanager <sighs> I have ever had in my entire existence. Wow. And I mean, to the point where they had to sit with all of us just so they could keep an eye on us to make sure that we were always doing work. Ugh. And like proudly stated this information constantly. That's gross. It's not a productive work
1: environment. Not a not, no. a not a very long term uh, morale boost by any stretch.
0: No, no, no. To be fair, this person could work circles around me. They were really good at their jobs. Yeah, they just weren't nice about it. Great, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Very, and that's on them, not on me.
1: Yeah, and it's well, and to that point, it would you would, the the thinking would be to internalize, Mm-hmm. especially when you carry around all that shame prior to it so.
0: yeah oh and so much so much shame um and it, it came to that question whenever i was in any social situation oh what do you do and saying that i'm retired and not have people being like oh did you win the lottery mm. or oh is your family rich being the immediate answer
1: Right. Because people want to assume it's for a good reason.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: Not because, you know. Because when you do start sharing, it's like you're suddenly fucking Debbie
0: Downer. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not everyone has the capacity to listen to other people's pain or even like... They'll give you the full, like, look. And then that, like, mm hmm, yeah. Sure. Sure.
1: Which reinforces all of that amazing, shame. wonderful feelings that we, as people, yeah. experience when we uh, walk
0: through this space. Yeah. Um, oh, hold on a second. My, my, uh, oh, man. I had a, a teabag incident where it came out of my thermos and was dangling above my cup, and I'm like, I need both hands for this, which meant I okay. had to move my mic arm, which makes a noise every time I do it. I'm so. not at all being Pardon juvenile me. right now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. hmm I have a story for you about that after stream. <laughs> it is not a now thing, but there's okay. an after stream.
1: Fair, fair. Totally. Yeah, phrasing. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... So let's let's explore, let's explore this whole crappy thinking uh, a yeah. little
0: bit. Well, part of the the shame that I constantly felt forced me to go back to work when I wasn't ready to the point that I had to retire because I broke myself trying to stay in a space that I couldn't. Right. And doubting my own body when it was telling me this is not okay. Yeah. I. There was one time I was at work. We had a sit-stand station for me. And, like, work tried everything they could to keep me there. Mm -hmm. They really did. Like, the the HR department and everyone there, minus my, like, immediate boss, were incredible. We're supportive and we're understanding. To a point. To a point. And there was one day I, I stood up at work. And the disc that was uh, pressing against the nerve of my right leg shifted, and I lost all feeling and capability in my right leg, and I nearly fell face first into a desk. Wow. And if I had stronger arms, I probably would have lost a couple of teeth. Wow. Like, there was nothing that was stopping me. Like, I was... I was going down. And, and as you can hear, like I have a little fear of like breaking my teeth, so that's probably where I'm why I'm focusing on sure.
1: it. Well no, I mean that's a valid that's a valid fear.
0: But uh I was going face down into a metal desk if I because I had taken a couple steps and then my right leg was just like, Nope, I don't exist anymore. Ha
1: ha! How your leg had a quite a fun attitude about about it. <laughs>
0: And I was going down and I just happened to catch myself in time and the pain. Oh my God. I, I managed to get myself out of the little like cubicle area. Cause again, immediate shame that any of my coworkers saw that I was struggling
1: mm.
0: and I managed to get over to, um, the hallway and I, I was leaning up against the wall and using my hands to then step forward. And then using my hands against the wall to move forward. And one of my coworkers who I'd known from the previous place who had also moved there was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you OK? I'm like, no, I'm just trying to get to this room. Can, can you help me walk? Because I can't walk right now mm. because I can't feel this leg. And they helped me get to. We had a, a quiet room set aside with a couch where people could, like, take a moment if they had a bad call or if they needed to lay down, which I used constantly. Right. I laid down there for almost half an hour until someone, like, knocked and be like, hey, are you are you okay? I'm just like, "I'm no, I'm not. I think I need to go home. And then I was like, here, just give me another 15 minutes. And, like, I, like, did deep breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. And but you knew the that person you weren't, who worked really. at the... I knew why that I wasn't. And I was forcing myself again to stay at work. And I finally was just like, okay, I'm going to get back to work. And the person who worked the front desk and worked with all the employees, and she was like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, no, I can get back. And she's like, no, you're not. You're going home. You, are, you need to take the time and take care of yourself. You are not going back to work. You are going home and you're going to take care of yourself and and we'll, we'll see how it is on Monday. This was like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And like basically bullied me mm-hmm. into going home and taking care of myself. Even though I literally say like, no, 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 I'm well enough. I just had a small incident and I want to get back to work. Like that type of deeply internalizing that I needed to stay there, that I needed to work, and that there was so much that I had to do it Well, can I- if I was going to. Yep, go ahead.
1: Because uh, I want to, I, I want you to be fair to yourself too. I think some of this, some of that, you're also just sort of like it's your mind panicking, trying to mm-hmm. do anything but focus on the fact that this is really happening. So I think, I yep. think in fairness, I think some of that's just sort of a natural visceral reaction to feeling that kind of a pain. Like, no, 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 I'll, I'll be fine. You know that thing like I'm walking away from this because yep. I don't want to see it or deal with it. So yep. I, I think you just deserve a little bit of. Uh, uh fairness on that one.
0: Oh, look i was experiencing trauma yes
1: you were your body was trying to figure out how to deal with it your mind yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah trauma does weird things to your brain sure does which we <laughs> went, we dove week. into last episode with chronic pain yeah ptsd uh caused by chronic pain mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah, that's something we'll revisit again too at some point. I
0: oh, I, because it's part and parcel that they, they're they feed into each other very mm. often.
1: Well, actually, you know, let me share a little story so we can actually go back a little bit to to that subject of last week and it kind of ties into this one. Um, yes, please. So I did start seeing a therapist this last Thursday to work through specific traumas, dealing with that. And when I, which I'm proud of you, by the way. Thank you, friend. When I mentioned what it was that I thought was causing this current trauma, uh, he didn't even flinch. It's like, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can have a really crappy world look and just think it's a guy who wants to keep me in his office and he'll talk about whatever, maybe, but I'm also inclined to just take him at his word and realize that this is definitely a thing um, to deal with and that it is, it is a cause for, Uh, some type of post-traumatic stress disorder.
0: Absolutely. Because it's literal trauma to your body, right?
1: Which then impacts directly to how you think and how you react. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is absolutely a thing. Yes. Yes, Peggy. Yes. It is a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely am not the same person since my injury. Um. Interestingly enough, though, mm. and this is some part that I have taken on th- from through through therapy. I've done a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy or a CBT. Yes, um, great. By the way, oh my goodness! I anyone, I I highly recommend it to anyone. Honestly, if it if they have the capacity to do so, if they have the funds to do so, because I know it's expensive, and I know sometimes that it's not always attainable. True. If you're able to get any type of, of mental health therapy, whatever that form is for you, it can make such a huge difference to have a professional being able to hear you and like genuinely have compassion, understanding, and knowledge on how to be able to move forward from it. And that's the big one. Us as peers having conversations, we can talk about it and have like commiseration. Mm-hmm. However, we are not medical professionals and we can't tell you as a listener on Twitch, as a, a person who was here on one of the podcasts, we cannot tell you what to do with any of your chronic pain or any incidences that you're having at your workplace because you have chronic pain. We're not professionals. We are just peers sharing our story
1: it's just our just our experiences and what we've dealt with and how we continue to
0: yeah so it kind of sucks because i am definitely a person who would love to fix all the things if i could yeah right i don't want people to suffer i don't want people to be going through painful experiences and yet if i had not gone through those experiences i would not be the person who i am today and i love who i am today Oh, and I was actually able to do that without the internal squiggly of, like, feeling gross about saying that. And that is very rare for me. It's fantastic. They're very, very rare that doesn't happen. Oh, yee, I, uh, I definitely threw my arms up in the air being proud <laughs> about that one. Okay.
1: <laughs> I will. I will. In, in solidarity. Also, I am now throwing my arms. Let yeah.
0: Because
1: that is a hell of a thing. We've had conversations where... We both think the direct opposite.
0: Hmm. Um. Case in point, earlier today, I may have bullied two people into <laughs> saying something nice about themselves because one of the two people said something unkind about themselves. And then the other had to suffer. So, Thank
1: you very much, person. I'm not going
0: really... <laughs> uh, oh, to. To be fair, though, I also said something nice about myself, too. True. Just just to not just be that person.
1: Yes, you did. It was gross.
0: Yeah. And our, our friend Kissy Kitten says trauma is trauma, whether it's mental, physical, or emotional, or some combination of the list. Absolutely.
1: It is. It is. And
0: that kind of trauma can happen at any age as well.
1: No, oh, yeah, no. Trauma doesn't discriminate in, in any way, shape, or form. It's there.
0: Trauma and chronic pain mm-hmm. does not discriminate either. Mm-hmm. And the number of times I have had people being like, hey, you're a young adult. You shouldn't be living with pain. You should be at work. I've had people say that directly to my face. You shouldn't be living with pain. You should be working right now. Cool.
1: You want to make that happen for me? Love it.
0: And I internalized it. And then I doubted myself. And then I tried working harder and tried to ignore the fact that I was in pain because clearly I was making it up. Yeah. When I wasn't, and I was talking with someone who doesn't have compassion or understanding.
1: But why are those voices the loudest for us, though? Like, what is it that we because so, you know, we live in this space now where we, you know, we do have these really strong support systems. I know I, I've mentioned how fortunate I am and I know you've mentioned how fortunate you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why is it? Why is it they the the those voices seem to be the loudest, and and speak the most know. clear to us? No filters in place.
0: I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not Cause, either. Because again, I'm not a professional. Nope. No, just just exploring the moment. I'm just a, just throwing that out Just there. a peer trying to muddle my way through this uh, clear as mud life. This is yeah.
1: so oh we're done goodness, yeah. we,
0: we're good we can move on <laughs> I mean
1: it's it a great podcast everybody
0: <laughs> you want to take a deep breath first
1: yeah it's fine um, so I'll talk a little bit about the <sighs> shame piece of this
0: thing yeah um, that's why I was suggesting a big, big deep breath first all right, I'll do it hold on <sighs> there we
1: go alright alright Oh, look at that. That's adorable. Um, so when I... I struggled a few ways with, with when I was originally dealing with this. Now, those that know me who are listening understand that I still have a lot of issues with certain self-view. Please understand that the, the thoughts I'm going to share are thoughts I no longer feel, but were just as real as anything else. Um so my my situation started like I said earlier in 2008 and for a while I couldn't work and then I went back to work and then I was down for the count again. But this felt for good and little by little, as I as I sort of moved down that progression of um, like drug addiction and all the negative, Behavior sort of involved with that, um, so so went with everything else. I felt in any positive light, myself included, and there were some really toxic, awful thoughts. And I'm just gonna just gonna mention this right now because what I'm gonna say isn't pleasant. And while L and D tried to sort of soften the shores a little bit, um, I thought. That I was an absolute waste of a human being. I was unable to contribute to my household in any meaningful way. Financially, physically, um, I burdened my wife of just you know a year or two uh, with this lump of a man who couldn't do anything. And all I could think about myself at the time was, "You're a little bitch." You're a chump. You're a punk. You should be working. And I realized today, and for quite a long time, I, like a really long time, that is some awful, awful thinking. But it made it no less true mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And
0: yeah, and even that language usage. Oh yeah. Um, and we we touched on this earlier. How it like it belittles. Mm-hmm. so many different individuals oh
1: yeah no a lot's taken care of in a bad way with, with those statements yeah. um but they were just it was just echoes in my head it's all I could think i mean he re- i was 28 29 you know almost 30. I should be working mm-hmm. there's no excuse for this
0: mm-hmm.
1: just get yeah. get over it deal with
0: it take more pills oh, that one yeah just get over Fucking it the number of times ready. Oh god! The number of times, both like emotionally mm-hmm. and physically, being told, "Oh, just get over it. Just go get over it and move on. You, you, you've done this for a while. Just, just stop. Just stop and leave it alone. You were the one carrying this. This is your fault. Stop doing it."
1: Yeah, yeah. Or you could be doing something yeah. differently that you're just not bothering because you're too lazy to do this other thing mm-hmm. to make you better.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever. Whatever irrational thinking you you could conjure up in those moments of shame, because, listen, it is what it is. I'm a grown man, I should be working, I should be taking care of my household. That's what my thinking was, and I was doing the opposite. Not only was I not doing any of that, but I was being a terrible husband at the time as well. Because my unkindness to myself didn't exactly stick with just me, Mm -hmm. and as much as I hate telling my telling on myself like this it I wasn't pleasant and it was more it was like living with a cancer almost like as as a person just somebody who just was incapable of doing anything in any healthy way thinking acting um I was fortunate That I had people in my life who, through all of it, including the person that I am married to, um, who helped me get out of that place. But that really toxic thinking made everything worse. Mm -hmm. So through my own individual therapy and therapy with her and I, because I mean, that it required time. Like we needed some time to reconnect. We learn how to live as a, as a married couple and dealing with this, you know, this, um, this post having lived with chronic pain and all that. It was hard work. It was a lot of hard work. And I do not feel about myself the same way about that specifically. Now, other things going on today, if I'm being honest, um, that aren't the most positive things, but I can say for that demon, I feel like I've conquered that because during this most recent, uh, bout that took me out of the workforce, um, while there was all sorts of fear, anxiety, depression, it didn't have that same weight, that same weighted value um, as it did before. Again, it's come with plenty of its own issues and baggage, but that wasn't necessarily a part of it, at least for that piece physically. Again, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to be very specific because I'm trying to be as honest as possible.
0: Yeah. Uh, And you've also said like the both of you knew this was going to happen again Mm -hmm. and you prepared for it, which I think is also really really smart instead of just ignoring it being like okay this is a situation that is going to occur again what can we do now even if we're not fully prepared what can we do now to try and mitigate some of the worst of this and i think that takes a lot of like checking in on yourself and being honest even when it hurts and that takes a lot of courage especially even when you're talking with someone who you love unconditionally and you know who is going to love you unconditionally that's still a really difficult conversation to have
1: right yeah i mean even if you know the person that you're talking to is as supportive a human being as you could ever ask for it doesn't make it that doesn't make broaching that subject
0: any easier at all
1: no that's not fair it is it is easier doesn't make me like it more I'll say that. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> I hate yeah, that is definitely much. accurate. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um there there's a sentence that one of our uh chatters said that I've seen so many times and I love the answer to it and it's uh, something that's been sh- I've been seeing pop up on uh different social media such as Reddit mm. and it's like suck it up and get over it. You've got so much to be happy for and be like, "Thanks. Right. I'm cured." Yay. Yeah. I
1: do have a lot to be happy for I do and I've o- I've always had a lot to be happy mm-hmm. for I've we've talked about this I am the I am a yeah. person who's fortunate enough where I could walk to a faucet lift it up and have fresh water as much as I can ever fresh ask for.
0: water potable water mm-hmm. yeah not everyone has not access has to potable access. water so in the longs
1: yeah. in the long grand scheme of things as far as that's concerned sure yes. It's a valid statement. It's not a helpful statement, nor is it a healthy statement to deal with any of the other stuff associated, but it is a valid statement. Very much so. That's where it begins and ends, though, because it does nothing to – like you're not going to suddenly like, – like our friend said, thanks, I'm cured. Like that doesn't happen. You're still going to feel the way no. you feel. In fact, all you're going to do is feel worse because you're still feeling these terrible things with the caveat that I shouldn't feel like this.
0: Mm -hmm. It's not going to
1: inspire growth in that moment of like, gosh, darn it, I'm going to hit the ground. I'm going to hit the, you know, the the sidewalk tomorrow and get stuff done.
0: Yeah. Or having coworkers being like, oh, I tried this thing. You should try too. It'll fix you.
1: Oh, yeah. Just do X, Y, and Z.
0: Yeah. It's not that easy. I love that people are trying to help in their like very broken way it doesn't help and it actually hinders and it also like takes away a lot of your capacity to be able to talk about it too mm-hmm. because it, it, it makes it I mean like oh well this co-worker clearly has gone through something and they're fixed now and everything is great so maybe I'm the problem maybe I'm the one who is not trying hard enough or maybe I'm the one who isn't giving it my all
1: which is <laughs> Which is, unfortunately, in the way that we're thinking, true. You're not because you can't.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I once had one of my bosses complain. We had a conversation once I was trying to get back to work. Mm. And they're just like, when you were here, you have to give 100%. When you were working, you have to give 100%. And that's it. And I immediately went to HR being like, I can't. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely can't. Like, I would love to be able to. I have to do my self-care first.
1: Oh, God. What a a gross word in that work environment. Self-care. Or two words. That's Mm -hmm. awful. Self-care? Nobody has time for self-care in the business. I mean, they do now because it's fun marketing. So that part's cool. But that's kind of it.
0: Oh, I, some of the self-care stuff is just to sell products. That's what I'm saying. It's really infuriated. Oh, just do this skin treatment as self-care and you'll feel better. I don't know why I use that specific voice for it. And I apologize for that. It's just the one that I'm hearing.
1: I mean, that comes across uh, <laughs> when you when you see stuff like that because it's because it's a topical thing. People are talking about mental health, mental health awareness, and we should be, right? Of course, like that's one of the reasons why we're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. But what does any of that mean? <laughs> like, it's ah, oh, just do something for self care. Cool. What now? Like, what do we do with that conversation? Now, granted, it's a marketing thing, and in the moment, you can't. You know have a long-form conversation but it just seems so trite just lame i don't know you know what i'm getting at though it's just it's not a well it's not a well used term i went off road i apologize
0: no, no no that's okay that's part and parcel of our podcast in this twitch conversation that sometimes we'll meander around other topics a little bit and touch on them here and there yes and that's okay. That That's part and parcel <laughs> of having a conversation because that's what this is, right? Mm-hmm. It's adults having a difficult conversation. And um, especially as someone who has ADHD, sometimes I will get distracted.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I would never be distracted for a moment. And I'm offended that you would be. How could you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Distractions. Just like right now. I mean, this is technically a distraction. are <laughs> <laughs> being, whereas we're being oh asses. My-
0: also also i once was same um, uh, same boss who i was talking about earlier about uh, being like oh i have back pain and then like they got better so they were expecting me to get better too Mm -hmm. um i once mentioned to a customer that i have adhd so just give me a moment i'm just trying to work through this because i knew i was having an adhd moment and i just i needed to really like okay i need to do this thing i need to stop getting like sidetracked on all this stuff and like help this customer because we were having an excellent conversation right and like i was helping this person while also doing this but i really need to focus i was like oh no i'm just just having an adhd moment Mm -hmm. my boss heard me and it's just like okay once you're done this call we need to have a conversation i was like oh my god what did i do wrong and i was informed that i should never ever ever inform a customer that you have any disability whatsoever
1: Right, because you're not a human being.
0: And I was just like, I, I don't agree with that, but I'll just say yes and like not do it again, but I don't agree with that whatsoever.
1: Like, you don't have to sit there and have a whole, you know, give them a dossier on you about your entire medical history, but in that moment, when you're trying to search for a thing in your head or something, I think that's...
0: Yeah, and I, I think it was I was trying to find a word, right? And I couldn't find the word, and I was just like, nope, 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 no, I lost it. It's fine. It's just an idiot. Like I'm just, my brain is doing the thing right now, and it happens. And just to make it a normalized thing, that the person on the other line. Oh God, I, I'm talking with my hands a lot today, so I keep hitting my mic. <laughs> it's okay. My <laughs> mic stand.
1: Where's your level of professionalism? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Terrible. <laughs>
0: Is utter nonsense. Uh, yes, hi. hi. And just trying to engender that the other person on the line is a real live human being. And that compassion goes both ways. Right. Because as customer service, as tech support, you need to have compassion for the person who is on the other line, who is the client, who is the customer, who needs help. Right. And compassion goes a long way. And just the, like, I hear you and I am here to help you yeah. can go a long way with the person who you're working with. And if you can get that also back while talking with a customer or even just, like, normalize that, hey, I'm just, I've got a little bit of a migraine right now. Just, just, I'm going to work through this and I'm going to be be able to help you. Just give me a moment and I just need to, just need to take A deep breath. And I think that's something that's also important to try and have uh, conversations in the workplace is normalizing that we are humans and not robots. Yeah. And that one's really hard. It is. That one's really, really difficult. And I don't know if it's something that's going to change within my lifetime.
1: I think the conversation is here. I think that's as good a start as we can ask for. Yeah. I, I do genuinely think that the conversations that... We should be having our beginning, and just in my opinion, I mean, it's different than what it was when I was growing up, and I believe you and I were growing up around the same time. I guarantee it was Mm -hmm. you know a much different conversation how things are handled. So you you never know. Um, Absolutely. Trying to think if I made if I if I walk through every piece of that whole shame conversation that I wanted to because it was it was mentioned that. You know, um, sort of that whole, let's just read it. Uh, the comment, I suspect there was a bit of toxic masculinity thrown in. You are the man. Of course the man should be. Yes. Yeah. That was, yeah. Sorry. That was my point to that whole, like walking through that, um, Mm-hmm. as a man you should be taking care of your household not that my wife couldn't also be a part of that equation but that I wasn't carrying my own weight oh god yeah of course it fed into that absolutely 100% which is what kind of like pushed all of those really grotesque uh, statements about myself to the surface and became very prevalent so yeah absolutely and again I am fortunate that I'm not there now because I did do the work required and have different perspective these days.
0: Very much so. And I found, regardless of how awful the pain is, how work was good with me to a point until it was too inconvenient for them. Yes. And then I was told that once I come back from this short term disability, they expected me to be a hundred percent full time with an X amount of time within an X amount of period. And none of this slowly going back to work. That's when I knew I had to like throw in the towel because I couldn't and it wasn't gonna happen. Which was really difficult. That decision to retire. Knowing that once I did, I probably would never work again mm-hmm. was one of the most difficult and best decisions I have ever made. Right. Um, it is up there with asking my spouse to marry me. It is up there with the hard work I that I have that done story. on myself. Right yeah. There. Yeah. That's a side story. I, I... God damn adorable. In my very early 20s, I asked my spouse to marry me. (laughs) And it was a definite like spur of the moment. (laughs) I realized instead of just wanting to spend more time with this person, I went to grow old with them. For me, that was it. That was the moment. I'm like, that's it. This this is now. This is it. Anyway. That's the sweetest thing. Uh, Sorry. uh, Sorry. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. It is a sweet story. And I love that story. Retiring and contacting The government Mm -hmm. and being like, hey, I need you to review my medical files and I need you to approve that I'm going to go on CPP disability. So Canadian pension plan disability, which is something as someone who has been working, have been paying into since I started working a little bit of your your. Um, income, if you're a Canadian, a little bit of your income goes towards your CPP and CPP disability automatically every paycheck. Okay. Right? Just so in case something happens or if you've been working for, say, 20, 30 years, that is the, the income that you'll have after you retire okay. and that you have worked for. So as someone who has injured themselves in their 20s and have not been able to pay into... This program, I do not have a living wage. Right? Like, I even in the eighties, I don't know if this would be a living wage. Kind of like it's—it's it's not even enough to cover our mortgage, and our mortgage is tiny now, mind you. Our mortgage has gone up a fair amount with everything. Again, gesturing wildly here with my arms. Just everything. With everything going on, mm-hmm. and, and the like. Yet I am still in a much better place because I have retired.
1: Yeah. I, and I, I've. I'm good. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to point something out because I, w- I was sort of aiming this way earlier when I was talking about like the mourning of not being able to work and/or the shame related yeah. to it. Um, about contribution.
0: Because yeah. in the
1: end, it's about contribution, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever you're, con- you're contributing to. I mean, we're we have this sense where we just need to do right because that's what it's what's like kind of drives us. Um, no, I think despite the fact that you are not in the workforce the way you want to be, you are still contributing so much to so many people through this, through just friendship and thank you i know the monetary value of that isn't isn't something that you know feeds back into your home but for you as a person i mean it's it would be so easy to succumb to the the thought of this is it i don't know how i would handle it and that you can approach what how you've approached this. No, I'm not saying it's been pleasant the entire time, but what you put out is unbelievable. And I thank you for it. And I know others do too. So you are you are putting out in the world a lot more than you imagine you are.
0: Okay, you have okay. to stop saying nice things about I'm sorry.
1: me. Sorry.
0: Thank you. i'm literally trying to shake it off (laughs) i'm sorry i'm shaking my hands to try to shake it off it's so ridiculous uh yeah and a lot of that is the hard work i did in between work with counseling and working through my own baggage whether it was internalized information that I received when I was younger, that was inaccurate and unkind and not compassionate and stuff that I had picked up along the way that I was also unhealthy and work through the traumas that I lived through work through the, Oh, I'm being punished because I am a bad person Mm, yeah, and I am in this pain because I am a, bad person that's why I'm experiencing this pain I am being punished actually okay and this is true um I mentioned at the beginning that on the Friday i had injured myself and on the Saturday I went to a wedding on the Friday earlier that day um I had been denied my my paid time off to go to this wedding (laughs) I to this day I can't believe I did this I went to my boss in in their office closed the door and being like I will not be here tomorrow, and I am going to be at the wedding.
1: Huh? How was that taken?
0: And my boss, I don't think knew what to do with me. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, we will see you on Monday then. And then there was a meeting afterwards, being like, I don't care if it's your uncle, your cousin, your sister, whoever, baby shower, whatever. If you are scheduled to work, you are going to be at work. Mm was the 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 all hands meeting that happened afterward because yeah. <laughs> i don't think anyone else had ever had the gumption to walk into that office and being like this time off that you've denied me i am ignoring it i'm going anyway yeah and i'm going anyways and i immediately hurt myself within two hours after that and i thought i was being punished for standing up for myself
1: I mean, technically, you were kind of punished for that.
0: (laughs) But you know what? Like, you know what I mean, though. Like, I was physically being punished for standing up for myself, for wanting to celebrate people that I loved who were getting married.
1: That's a hard stance to take. And
0: I, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of leaps and bounds for that to like make sense. But in my brain, it made sense. No
1: doubt. Totally made sense in my Still brain. Still makes sense now, oddly enough. And at the time, it was <laughs> very differently. So,
0: yeah. Oh, there, there are a bunch of you here in the chat. I know in the podcast you can't say this, but there are a bunch of people here in the chat. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you all so much. And I've said this a bunch. All of you have made my life better, and this is this is a. This is an open street that goes in every which direction it needs to. And the amount that I receive goes back into the stream, which in turn helps others. So you yourselves being here, being here in these really difficult conversations that Sid and I are having, you are making our lives better and you're making other people's lives better. So thank you for taking the time to listen, to be here with us, to contribute with com- conversing with us while we're doing this. You are amazing and I adore you. And I am so glad that you're here. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for saying all of that because it's 100% true. I
0: also mm-hmm. said, thank you for being on this journey with me. I could not think of a better co host. And it has been a privilege and an honor to be here with you.
1: Thank you, friend. It's been a privilege and an honor to be here with you as well. And I can say that without feeling all gross. I mean that. It is. It really is. I I am very fortunate for what I get to do here and what we get to do and the conversations that we get to have. And... You know, as much as I still struggle with a lot of the things that I do, whether it's, you know, strictly the emotional state or physical or some kind of combination, um, I I may not always look for, I may not always have the right answer in the moment, but I, I do try to look for an answer. And... You were talking about how this community is amazing. I I can't express how, how much this has changed a lot of my life in the sense that I have very different conversations with you and other people than I ever had before. I mean, the, the terminology that we use, the silly thing of browbeating each other mm-hmm. to say something nice <laughs> i've said this before it's ridiculous, it really aged is adults ridiculous. Who talks like this <laughs> this isn't a thing but it is
0: I, I would like to make a side comment on on the tension that happened on wednesday during the stream and how we cut that oh just as a an inside by joke you, anyways uh, we can move forward doing that no, no, not actually going to do it, but we're just going to oh, sidestep sorry. it a little bit while seeing it in the distance.
1: <laughs> no, I just wanted to bring it all the way back just for people who didn't weren't there for it. We could be silly <laughs> so on are, here too, damn yeah. it.
0: Yeah, we could be. We could be.
1: We are. We, we are know, a little silly saying, on here. <laughs> we are a little silly you on here. You have to cut kidding? the tension <laughs> a little bit, you know, even we're
0: Yeah, once in a while. Yeah.
1: But I, mm-hmm. the conversation's... And I, I say this to myself as much as I say it to other people. It just need to be different because I learned a lot of really great stuff when I was in 12-step recovery. Now that is not a modality for everybody, and there's a lot of controversy, and I'm not gonna go into any of it, but I will what I will say is a lot of really great perspectives were were given to me in that my best thinking back then brought me to where I was. So perhaps there's a different way to go about how you think. I had a conversation with a neighbor of mine who um, his wife asked if I would talk to him about drinking because he was having some issues and
0: mm-hmm.
1: we were going back and forth. He and I, not, not argumentatively because he he was open to the idea, And I suggested he go to a certain place because of what he was dealing with. And, you know, he kept going, well, I don't want to do that because this, that, the other. And I said, okay, well, that's your choice. And I, you know, I definitely didn't, I was not like, I'm not one of those who will, who, who, if you're not going to take, I'm not going to press because it's not my place. You know, you asked me for my opinion. Here's my opinion. That's it. I'm not going to go back and forth. Um then he, you know, we, we parted ways and he came to me again a couple of days later and him it was him and his sister. His sister was very concerned. I said, sure, I'll sit down. And my point to him was, and my, it's my point to myself, which is why I'm illustrating this, is his best thinking brought him to where he was. Like you, I asked him, I said, what are you good at? Right? Like what in your life do you know more than anything, more than anybody? Think of something, anything, whether it's a hobby, your job, something. He said this. He's like, I'm an engineer. So this. I said, like, okay. Mm -hmm. What are you really bad at? What in your life have you tried and you've just, no matter what you did, you couldn't get it for whatever the reason? He said, I don't know, baseball. I could never play baseball. It's okay. So can you accept the fact that there are some things you can do better than others? He said, yeah. Okay. Well, quitting drinking hasn't been a place where you can operate. You've not been able to stop drinking. You've told me numerous times you can't. So maybe there's a different way to do it. And my point to all yeah. this is the way we approach the well I approach, you know, hearing from other people, the way I approach friendships and the honesty that I try to have with friends like yourself and other amazing people in this community, because a lot of my ba- a lot of my thinking never worked for me. And that's okay. But just knowing that there's other ways to go about how to approach, you know, thinking about myself and how do I deal with certain situations. So that's my that's my point. That's why I love this community, because it's helped me do that, too.
0: Very, very much so. And a different perspective can change the outlook of everything so much.
1: Like a lot. From
0: it being... From it being an impossibility to it just being like, oh, if I break it down into something smaller and being like, hey, I can do this one step. Okay. Hey, I've done this one step. Well, what's the next step that I can do then? Right. And soon you've got so much more done than you realized just by changing your perspective.
1: Well, and and accepting that there's different solutions too.
0: Very much so. Very, very much so. All of this, all of this work and internalizing other people's ideas of what I should be and going to counseling as a result. Oh, here, hold on. Sorry, the, it's hailing here. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. It's not good.
0: I just have to close the window. Okay. Is all. um It made me really reevaluate and talk and have the hard conversations and the hard work on myself. And if I didn't have that injury and if I didn't in turn end up having to retire from work when I should and there's that wrong word again when I should be at work right now. See I still I still have traces mm-hmm. of it and I'm calling myself on it. Okay. Cause that language is also really detrimenting. I should be. Right. I should Should. be at work.
1: Implies no other way out. Correct. Like there's no other way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I've worked through a lot of that and still, as you can hear, struggle with it sometimes. Uh, I am a better person to myself as a result. I used to be one of the worst individuals to myself. And if I even said half of what I used to say to myself to anyone else. Oh, my God right? And I wouldn't be in this space if I hadn't gone through that journey. I didn't like the journey. It hurt, like genuinely, in every aspect that you can think of, it hurt. And yet I love who I am today. I love what I've been able to do with my time. And that's what it is. I love the time that I have now. And I didn't think I would ever get to a space where I found the thing that I should have been doing for years. And there we go again. That word should Mm -hmm. be. Yeah, that might be something to pay attention to,
1: the should word. That's interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: right? Um, I found a passion that makes it feel like no work and that I just get to do something that brings light and joy and, and a safe space for people. And that for me is incredibly empowering. So where being a streamer technically is a type of work, in a way, it's not a sustainable job (laughs) Mm. by no means. It is a type of work though. And it's the one that I have found that I never thought I would able to find something that I could do as a human being. That would be as fulfilling as streaming is, as fulfilling as this podcast right here in this moment. I feel fulfilled being here with you for the people who are listening to the podcast afterwards. You make my life better is what I'm saying in so many ways. That's why when the thank yous are so, so deep. Because it is life-altering. It really is. Mm-hmm. So that that's been my journey with chronic pain in the workplace. That I am now in a good space, and it was a really rough ride, and where I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I am glad I am where I am now.
1: I'm glad I know this version it, of you.
0: Me too. And it took a very long time to be comfortable enough to say that I'm retired. Mm. And have people being like, "Oh, oh, did you, did you, uh, did you get some windfall, or, or, are you able to just like have um, uh, individuals, or did you like uh, have the uh, a birth lottery where like you don't have to work mm-hmm. because your family's rich?" No, 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 <laughs> no, that's not fall. it.
1: You had one word in there correctly. It was a fall.
0: Well, yes, the... <laughs> in a way, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> in a way, yes, and this process is worth it and i am worthy and did you know sid that you are also worth it and you are also worthy
1: i do and i am and you know it's, it's interesting to have these conversations while also dealing with a very acute uh, bout of depression and uh current trauma because it, it, it's, it, does a fun, it does a fun thing of identifying the tools in which I am capable of using and use well and the ones that I really am not good at using at all. Or have at all. But I'm so thankful for these conversations because as, as, as you and I have explored this world of the perspective of our lives through chronic pain it touches every other aspect of our lives. So I'm, I'm really thankful for this.
0: Mm-hmm. There's something I said the other day during a stream uh, and it was clipped and it's each and every one of you have made it through your worst day and you currently right now have a hundred percent success rate of surviving your worst days and you are still here and you are amazing you have a strength and capacity that you may not even realize that you have or give yourself credit for. And it it may suck right now. It may be the worst day right now. You are still going to be able to make through it. You are going to be okay. And if it's not okay yet, it just means it's not over yet, but you will be.
1: You will. And I couldn't have said it better. I think that's a, are you we you think we're done? We do think we're good? I think we're good. I think we did it.
0: I think we're good. I think I like where we are yeah. right now.
1: I was thinking if there's anything else that we want to explore through, uh, but I'm satisfied with what we covered.
0: Yeah. Yep, yeah, same here.
1: Alright, friend. Well I will leave you to say goodbye. I will bid our Twitch community, your Twitch community, and our podcast community farewell and uh see you wonderful people next time
0: absolutely thank you so much Sid, for doing this with me and continuing to do this with me I'm I love what we're creating here
1: same and thank you for being an amazing friend and doing this with me as well
0: and you sir all right and you <laughs> I'll talk to you in a few <laughs> Bye. yeah absolutely all right friends let's transition this over and hey you did it We got through another really difficult conversation. And we're still here. I'm proud of you all for being here with us. Because I know this one's not easy either. We've had some difficult ones already. This one also wasn't easy. And (laughs) I definitely put it off. I definitely put it off in terms of like sitting down and dealing with it. Because again, a lot of shame still wrapped around it. And I'm still working through, and that's okay. That's okay, because I am at least able to recognize that that's something that I can can better myself with, and I can continue forward in this journey.
1: That was our show, and on behalf of and D. and myself, I want to thank you so much for being here. If you want to see either of us and visit our streaming communities, Please visit my friend Ellen D. at twitch.tv forward slash lesbian next door all one word or myself at twitch.tv forward slash Sid underscore Coletti. That's C-I-D underscore C-O-L-E-T-T-I. Also, we encourage and appreciate any and all feedback. So please feel free to email us at backpainpals at gmail.com. That's backpainpals, B-A-C-K-P-A-I-N-P-A-L-S at gmail.com. And let us know what you think or any ideas that you might have for our show or any feedback you'd like to share. Until next time, thank you for stopping by and listening, and we appreciate you, and uh, take care.